Moncrief on News Talk. Now, if you're a regular train user, you may be familiar with this announcement. The train is delayed due to a vehicle striking a bridge. And it always seems to happen to the same bridges. So much so that Irish Rail has a list of the most struck bridges in the country. Barry Kenny from Irish Rail joins us now. Afternoon, Barry. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, so poor, poor people in Limerick uh, um, have, have to deal with this the most. Yeah, there's a, a, a particular bridge on the, the Limerick to Nina uh, line there in the Castle Connell area that in the last five years has been struck 30 times. Uh, now, it's, uh, as we look at it, there's probably a lower frequency of service on that line, which is why uh, it, it might not have the same profile. But there's a, we believe there's a particular kind of change of use of a site in the area that's caused a lot of additional high vehicles to come along. And, and that's all very well and good. But the fact of the matter is the high vehicles, the job of people who drive, high vehicles, uh, one of the kind of key safety aspects of that is to know the, the, the height of uh, the load and not to drive towards bridges that are, are below that height. Yes, indeed. Now, now, and I suppose from from your point of view, from the passenger's point of view, this is, uh, this is hugely inconvenien- uh, inconveniencing. Um, yeah. And uh, apart from the radical uh, um, change and like raising the height of the bridge, which presumably would cost millions... What kind of steps can you take to try and prevent EGT drivers from driving through these things? Well, I suppose the most, you know, the, the thing that's on every single uh, bridge uh, is the, the, the height uh, identifier where you have bridges particularly that are below standard height. So then the second most struck bridge on uh, the network is at South Lots Road, uh, which is uh, that road down to Shadow Park uh, Greyhound Track in, in Dublin, 24 times in the last uh, five years. Yeah, that's, uh, now, I, you sorry about to interrupt you, but yeah. as a regular, a daily Dart user, that seems low to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, well, it's it's in this the, when the bridge is low. Right? If, you're, if, if you're a tall person and you're walking along the path, you might think, "Do I have to?" No, it's just <laughs> I hear you, you hear that announcement quite regularly. You know, the, the yeah. vehicle striking a bridge thing. Yeah, but, but as I say, uh, obviously there's very clear signage on, on all mm. of these bridges uh, and indeed the road signage uh, approaching it as well. Um, we have had, I suppose, some areas where we're in a position to, to take steps that we can't absolutely ever. Right outside my window here on Amian Street, uh, periodically uh, you get a little bit of a start when a, a, a bridge or a truck would, would slam into uh, the Amian Street Bridge, which is obviously a very busy road into, into Dublin city centre. Uh, now, because of the kind of layout further back, because of the, the kind of layout of the roads further back, we were able to put uh, a beam and new signage further back so that if you are over that height as you come along, uh, Amian Street and you trigger that sign it will flash up and say your vehicle is too high turn right now um, and that has actually eliminated we haven't had a single incident at Amian Street Bridge uh, since that was installed uh, back in 2019 uh, so I mean that is obviously something that we're looking to expand, expand elsewhere not everywhere is suitable for that you take somewhere like South Lots Road as I mentioned uh, you've got quite a bit anybody who, who, who walks drives cycles in that area will know you've got I think it's very five or six roads feeding in uh, there people anyone coming from any one of those roads could potentially be turning on the South Lots road, you've got a Tesco, you've got vehicles that make deliveries there that would trigger it all the time. So, you know, any sign that effectively people end up 
ignoring uh, is not a particularly effective sign. So it's mm-hmm. not something that would be ideal there. But again, it is such a low bridge there, you can uh, do have to wonder what's going through the minds of people uh, that, are, that are driving higher vehicles uh, down there. We've also had, as was, again, other advanced signage at Port Leash, but we are at two of the top ten uh, most struck bridges on the network are Port Leash. Uh, they actually used to be quite a bit higher uh, until we put new signage uh, in that area, but that triggering signage is something that we, we are planning to install at those bridges next as well. Yeah. Is it, is it possible? Now, of course, I suppose the problem is as well is that one could come up with, you know, one answer, but that one answer doesn't suit every single bridge because yeah. South yeah. Lots, for instance, is quite a narrow road, so it's kind of tricky. But is it, you know, in some instances, could you just put a bar that's the height of the bridge? And so if a vehicle is too tall, it's going to hit that bar rather than the bridge. And so at least uh, the bridge won't be damaged. I, I know what you mean, but, but further back. Again, mm. you know, a lot of it depends on the layers of the road, what kind of structures you can put such a, a, a bar off as well. So it's it's not, as I say, something that you would say no to, but what seems like a very easy solution you know, there's actually not that many places that would would, would be uh, as suitable. But it is something, as I say, that where where we could and you know, where it doesn't impact kind of negatively on the area, uh, it is something. Uh, I know the Road Hogs Association, who we do liaise with on this, and, and you know, the vast majority of people who drive uh, uh, trucks and drive higher vehicles, they're responsible the same as everybody else. And they, they, you know, they, they, they aren't doing this. It is a very small number. Mm. I think, uh, you know, an important thing is to uh, ensure, and I know there's an EU law to this end, is to apply the SAT and NAV and mapping uh, services, which a lot of people, particularly if they're not familiar with an area, are using to drive around to integrate bridge heights to their, to their maps and then uh, haul your simply based on the load capability and, and the route that they're offered doesn't bring them anywhere near uh, a bridge, you know. Mm. Uh, and you say, it is disruptive because we have to check a bridge and we have to make sure there's been no structural damage and the vast majority of, uh, of instances uh, there isn't. But, you know, we have had situations where we've had to close a line for days and more um, uh, because of a, a, a truck causing damage. I, I think the one I remember the most is when... Uh, President George W. Bush visited Shannon all those years ago, and there was a lot of road closures due to security. Uh, we did have a trucker down that caused very significant damage to our bridge, and we, we were closed on the line for about a week. Uh, another one, I think, just in, in the last couple of months uh, in that part of the world, too. So as I say, it's, it's, it, there's, a, there's a practical impact in terms of delays, but there is the potential for, for, for quite significant disruption and damage as well. Yeah, when, and, when, and when a vehicle strikes a bridge... Is there any penalty for the driver for doing that? Well, certainly you are breaking the rules of the road. Um, you, you are obviously subject to prosecution of that. We will work with the Gardaí uh, to pursue those. Ultimately, under the Road Safety Act, the Gardaí would, would pursue it. But where we've got cameras or where we get records of uh, uh, that information, we, we give that to Gardaí to pursue. We'd also, there'd also be penalty points uh, arising from that. And we would also then engage with the, the, I suppose the insurance side of things in terms of the claims, in terms of any uh, costs arising uh, from uh, what has to be done to the bridge uh, to the impact on services uh, as well. So uh, it's, you know, a, a, another aspect and an occasion what you see as well is, and, and uh, again, Eamon Street here, uh, it was probably one of the more uh, uh, dangerous ones I've, I've ever seen. Uh, we had a truck coming along with a, with a JCB on the back. And because of the collective height, it, uh, it hit. But next thing, what happens? JCB comes off and 
comes off the, the, the loader and right onto the road. Crikey. If there had been a car on the opposite side of the road, if there had been, you know, we're not always all good, the best behaved pedestrians. If somebody had been running across the road, if somebody had been cycling, honestly, God, there's no way they would have survived it. So, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, the delays are, hugely inconvenient and disruptive to people but it's the potential beyond that that is what we really want to prevent that's yeah that that's a real danger ba- barry thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today that was uh, barry kenny there uh, from irish rail just in case yeah it, 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 the 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 limerick on the nina branch line is the number one uh, South Clats are on a Dublin's number two. Port Leash is number three with 21. Hazelbrook, now that's actually between Malahide and Port Marnock. Uh, that's number four. Uh, Laytown, again in County Dublin, is number five. The Ennis line between Bray and Greystones is number six. Number seven is Ballyhonus. Uh, the, then it's uh, Strand Road, Malahide. Uh, again, God, Malahide suffers a lot. Uh, uh near the Navin Branch li- line. And uh, number, coming in at number 10, uh, with nine strikes in the last five years, uh, is the bridge in Port Leash. Uh, one texter says, My husband and I recently rented a camper van because we thought it might be our last chance to do so for a long time. Uh, they only had very big, very high six berths available. We told them we'd zero experience driving a big big vehicle and they did really think we'd be okay. They said it was like driving a normal car and we'd get used to it after 30 minutes. No. Anyway, I hit the top of the camper van off an arched bridge. So upsetting. The bridge was high enough. I just didn't go far enough over to the other side of the road to avoid the sides of the arch. 2,000 euro excess of insurance gone. Expensive equipment in going outside my comfort zone. So, yeah. Ah, there's a lesson there as well for all of us. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.